Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, hi there, boys and girls, and welcome to Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 309, The Spielbergs. I mean, The Fablements. My name is Matt, your host, no longer with a radio show. We might get into that a little bit later on. Breaking news. I don't know if I should even be talking about it on the podcast, but you know what? Shit happens and it's coming out and this is my podcast and I do what I want. With me as always, my good friend puts up with my bullshit, especially dick jokes. Mysterious Mike Talent. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. What what's this urgent and breaking news? No, you you heard it here. I, I didn't start talking about it, but no radio show. The radio show is no longer real film nerds are no longer on Magic ninety nine point one every Mondays with Lisa Live and Local. The show has gone bye bye according to our host Lisa Live. So I don't know what we're gonna do because Ma Hinshaw is an integral part of this podcast. So I need to figure out a way where I can do a segment with my ma and throw it on the podcast. So will you, I don't think I'm going to change our format, Mike, unless you really want to. Um, I think just you and I bullshitting is probably an okay format. I mean, sometimes people listen, sometimes people don't, but I think bringing my mom in and just keeping her on her own segment with just me and her, you know, maybe it'll help bolster the podcast. Maybe I'll just do it at the end instead of before the music and all that stuff. I don't know. I It's sad. I've been doing the radio show for five years every Monday morning. Uh, I love it. Um, I'm going to miss it. Uh, it's just, I, I think it's just a sign of the times that radio is going to shit and podcasts are taking over, especially ones that people don't listen to like Real Film Nerds. Mike, what's your take? Wow, Matt, that w- that was kind of like a lot of like verbal diarrhea there, man. But uh, yeah, I I I definitely think uh, everything is uh, changing a lot. We've got the the AI, the machines are taking over. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's uh, it's sad though, because you know, five years you're on the radio. You know, we that that, that was fun. That was a fun segment and. Now, Matt, you're just going to have to have, like, uh, cookie time with Ma Hinshaw. Is that where we're going to call Ma Hinshaw's segment on the Real Film Nerds podcast? Cookie time. And we'll talk about cookies. Yeah. I think that works. But she likes movies, so we'll call it movie cookie time. Okay, movie cookie time. All right. Okay, movie cookie time with Ma Hinshaw. All right, got it. Done. Now I just got to figure out how the hell to get my mom to record a podcast segment. I think I might have to figure out something. It's going to sound like shit, but I think I'm going to have to figure out something with my phone where I can just call her on my phone and record it. I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, dude. I think you're just going to have to to do that. I think that'll work. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Movie Cookies with Ma Hinshaw here at the Real Film Nerds podcast upcoming in the few weeks. But uh, before I figure all that jazz out, uh, Micah, why don't you give us the rundown for 2022's The Fablemans. All right, Matt. The Fablemans was uh, directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony uh, Kushner. It's starring uh, Michelle Williams, Gabriel LaBelle, Paul Dano, Judd uh, Hirsch, uh, Seth Rogen, 
And this movie is about growing up in post-World War II era Arizona. Young Sammy Fableman aspires to become a filmmaker as he reaches adolescence, but soon discovers a shattering family secret and explores how the power of the film can help him see the truth. All right, Mike. So before we get going too far in the Real Film Nerds podcast, I want to just get it out, get it first, let our handful of listeners that don't listen all the way to the end find out that we have yet another giveaway. Oh, man, what do we got? So, Mike, we have a little film just dropped on Friday from Paramount Pictures, our good friends over there, Paramount Pictures, as always. Uh, Not always, but a lot of times. Sometimes it's some other giveaways, but a lot of times Paramount Pictures. It's a little film called Little Dixie, starring Frank Grillo. So I don't know what to do for entering this one. Um, It's a little known movie, so I think just shoot us an email and we'll just put you in for the drawing to win a, a free rental from Redbox for Little Dixie. Sound good, Mike? Yeah, man. Uh, I was trying to think of something real quick off the top of my head, and that sounds just fine. I'd say name your favorite Frank Grillo movie, because I like Frank Grillo. He's been a lot of stuff. Uh, MCU tie-in, he was in Captain America, uh, the uh, Winter Soldier. Um, He's actually been in a couple more than that. He's been in quite a few you know, MCU stuff, but he's... uh, I don't want to say a... uh, uh, Oh, shit. Now I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, not the background characters, the people they have, um, extra. He's not an extra. He has the talking lines. He's just not like, you know, big deal. Like Chris Evans and all them. I like Frank Grillo. I think he's hilarious. He's very funny. He's a great action star. He's more of that grizzled action star, which I think is awesome, especially for a movie like this, where it's clearly a revenge film. I mean, those grizzled disgruntled action stars are perfect for, revenge movies so anyways yeah i like myself some revenge movies man and and this one looks very revengey it does it looks very much revengey and if you want a copy of it just shoot us an email uh it's going to be a red box rental which is awesome uh watch the trailer the trailers are out on youtube mike and i have watched it so anyways here we go here is my business for the paramount pictures new film little dixie starring frank grillo Get ready for nonstop action with Little Dixie, now streaming on Redbox. Frank Grillo and Eric Dane star in this revenge thriller, an ex-Special Forces operative caught in the crosshairs of a corrupt governor and a ruthless drug lord fights to take down the cartel. You can stream Little Dixie instantly on Redbox On Demand today. It is rated R, and again, it's from our good friends over at Paramount pictures mike i'm sorry you don't get a copy you're going to have to purchase this one if you want to watch it i'm sorry i know you love your revenge yeah that's fine that's fine all right all right okay mike so on with the show fableman's first impressions let's not spend too much time on it um i I, or maybe we don't even need a spoiler section because i don't know how much we can really spoil this is based on real life uh mike uh fableman's let's go all right, Matt. We finally have a movie that has kind of sort of based in Arizona. Although there was one scene in there, Matt, where they were heading to Arizona and there's lots of saguaros and then there was a dead armadillo. 
I, I was throwing that one into question too because I have never seen an armadillo in Arizona at all. Uh, I've only ever seen them in Texas. Yeah, no, I've I've never seen them in Arizona. Not that you know, I've been there for a long time now. But when I lived there, I never saw them. So I I don't know. I never heard of them. I never saw them ever. Lots of roadkill, but ne- never armadillos. Mike, I got one for you. Not to get too off topic already. But uh, you know one that my girlfriend sees all the time, but I still, to this day, after growing up and living in Arizona almost my entire life, is a fox. I've never seen a fox. And she said we have foxes all over the place. Dude, I've, I've never seen a fox in Arizona. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the fucking crazy one in my relationship then. I think she's just too much of that wacky tobacco. <laughs> too much of those Marlboro Greens? Marlboro Greens. <laughs> okay, all right, back on topic, Mike, back on topic. Armadillo, Saguaros, uh, two-lane highway because this would have been the 50s, so there wouldn't have been too many interstate systems set up yet. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, uh, I, li- I like this movie. It was good. I feel like this is more back to the, the, the Steven Spielberg's uh, roots and, and how he direct, directs movies. And uh, it's just really all about the characters and what they're going through. Mike, I, too, enjoyed this film quite a bit. Uh, The Fablemans clearly is about Steven Spielberg's life growing up. Uh, It's not the Spielbergs. That's why I made that joke at the beginning. But uh, uh, I would say I think 90% of it is probably true to form life. Uh, Part of it is not. I enjoyed it. I mean, this is a film lover's film. You know, it shows a young boy slowly growing and learning about his craft. And you can see at a young age how talented he already is and what he's already figuring out how to do. Uh, They present that very early on in the film um, with uh, a scene where he's doing um, uh, shooting. And he figured out that if he just punched holes in the film, it looks creates a flash. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. That was a brilliant move because he, he was uh, editing or he was rewatching the movie and he was just like, ah, it doesn't look very good. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, there's a – Steven Spielberg, I think, still went to film school to a degree. I'm sure he's learned from lots of people over the years. Maybe he doesn't have a full-on degree or whatever, but he was very talented, as you can tell in his own film, from the beginning. I mean, he just saw things differently than a lot of other people and that's how super creative people are i i don't want to toot my own horn but i you know i've seen things very differently than other people that are not photographers it's taken a level of years practicing it a level of seeing it going to school and just honestly doing it just doing it is probably the most uh influential thing in my life you know to see visually though in that way yeah dude now that that's 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 a really good point, Matt, about just art and I don't know, just embracing stuff. And anyway, this was uh this this was a this was a good movie. I Matt, I I, I know you had talked about watching this earlier, a lot earlier, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, dude, just... this came out in November, and I kind of wanted to go see it in the theaters because it was kind of a uh, splash in the pan. Like, not a lot of people are talking about it. It really didn't get much of a wide release. They had it at our theaters here, and they had maybe two showings a day. I mean, it's long. Like, it's long, long, long. But uh, 
you know, that's that's not to get off topic, but I have another discussion topic I wanted to bring up. Um, we watched this at home. Uh, I bought it outright, um, you know, so we could watch it. And Mike, do you think watching something like this that's two and a half hours long in segments is better than going and sitting seeing it at the theater for two and a half hours long? Like, the reason why I say better is because this isn't like Avatar. This isn't like some super crazy special effects movie. You can watch like an hour or 30 minutes and think about it and then come back and watch the next part the next day or later on that day. Like, do you think that helped this film or do you think it hurt it? I don't know, Matt. That's a tough question. I actually did happen to watch it in segments, but just due to my my schedule, uh, sometimes I don't get two and a half hours of, of gap time to be able to do something. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it should be all watched as a whole so you can get the whole... I don't know, puzzle all at once. But, uh, you know, there there was places where you could stop it and definitely just uh, think about it for a while. So I, I don't I don't know if I have a good answer, Matt. That, 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 that is a interesting question because it's, it's not a special effects, crazy action movie or anything. It's just people. And what's like, I don't know. It's... One thing I like to do, uh, I haven't done with this with too many people in my life, but some, where I will actually stop the movie at a stopping point and have a discussion for 10 or 15 minutes about what we just saw. And this is one of those movies where I think I would do that if given a person I was watching with, I wanted to do that. I've done that multiple times. Sure, it's good to continue on, but if there's a stopping point. Now, Mike, I also watch this in segments, just two segments. I watched the first half and then I watched the second half because I had a hell of a time getting enough time this weekend as well. You know, when I start falling asleep watching a movie, I just don't think it does any service. So I have to stop it, you know, and I started doing that. And so I went to bed and then I finished it up the next day. I don't think it detracted from it. If it was a movie like Avatar or something like that, yes. But I also stopped it at like different parts. So like there's time changes in this movie. You know, it's it's uh, Sammy Fableman growing up. And so if you stop when he moves from Arizona to California, which is what I did, then, you know, it's not like you're missing a ton because you, it's a good stopping point, I guess. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Matt, before we get too far along into the movie, I, I guess I should ask you, what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, afternoon? Ah, <sighs> Thank you so much for asking. I am drinking an Oak Creek Nut Brown Ale. Ooh, sounds delicious. Dude, you haven't had Oak Creek? No, I have. Okay, all right. All right, all right. Just wanted to make sure. Mike, uh, which IPA are you drinking, hater? Uh, I'm actually not drinking an IPA. It's a Blue Point Imperial Orange. What the hell is an Imperial Orange? It's like an orange beer. It's 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 a uh, very fruity. Is it like a hefeweizen with lots of fruit and like notes, or is, is it is no, it it's, juicy? It's, it's more it's more juicy. <laughs> is that hoppy? No, no, it's not really hoppy at all. Shit, dude, this sounds up my alley. Then and it says imperial, so that means it has a lot of liquor. Yeah, no, it's 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 strong. It's got a kick. Okay, Mike, you already are digging for your buck of hatred. 
I mean, your favorite segment of the podcast, Mike. Go ahead. What is today's Papa joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. What is orange and sounds like a parrot? An imperial IPA? A carrot. A Folks, I apologize for that one. That's definitely one of the worst ones ever. Uh, move along. Move along. You did move that along. just for the beer, didn't you? I did. <laughs> and I said IPA, an imperial IPA. I meant to say the imperial orange, but you got my drift. I did. Okay, Mike. So the uh, most important continuing segment of the Real Film Nerds podcast that is getting ready to celebrate its birthday next week. Mike, how does the Fablemans relate? to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. So the uh, art director for this uh, movie, uh, Andy Brumel, also worked on Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, nice. That's a fairly recent one, too. Nice. Good job, Mike. Good job. Do you think we'll ever get an MCU-directed Steven Spielberg film? Uh, I doubt it, but you never know. You know, he's... I feel like he's always kind of looking for things that he hasn't done before, and, you know, he's kind of done so much now. Like, maybe that would be something he would be interested in. I just hope if they do, they would give him carte blanche. Because that's one thing I never, ever, ever thought we were going to see a Sam Raimi directed MCU. And we got one. Now, granted, it was a little bit of a quirky movie. It was pretty dark. Uh, but uh, truthfully, I really, really enjoyed it. And we reviewed it here. Micah, which movie was that? That was the uh, the Spider-Man uh... oh, No Way Home. Oh, dude, that was so, such a fucking trick question. You even said the name of the movie in the podcast. Oh, what? What? I'm confused. He did not direct the latest Spider-Man, even though it has his Spider-Man in it. He directed the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. No, jeez. I know, that was a trick question. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so dark and kind of evil and creepy. That's totally Sam Raimi, man. And I like that movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was better than the first Doctor Strange. Yeah, no, it was good. Okay, we're not here to talk about Doctor Strange, though. Mike, we're here to talk about the Fablements. So we're in the spoiler section. So I guess we can start spoiling it. There's not really much to spoil other than the very end, which I do want to talk about. Uh, because we were talking about photography and pictures and all that stuff earlier. Uh, I find it interesting, the last conversation that he has with, I believe, the the guy's uh, John Ford, which is a legendary director. Mike, uh, do you realize who was John Ford? No, who was John Ford? Oh, shit. Of course, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He's a very, very famous director. I always do this. I try and try and be smart and cool and then i forget because i freeze in the moment uh because i'm a freaking goober like that okay it's okay man it's all right what i'm gonna bring up now man is 
There's a there's a scene in the movie that I absolutely loved. Uh, see, now it just hit me when you start talking. David Lynch. Oh. Oh, yeah. David Lynch played John Ford at the end of the movie. And the reason why I was going to talk about it is I love his critique on art because it has to do with just pure photography slash cinematography. He asked him about the horizons. I fucking love that because that was like, you know, photo 101. You remember back in high school? Yeah. What makes a photo interesting right off the bat? You go above or you go below what the out the height is when you're standing when you're shooting i love that uh lesson there and then at the very end when the 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 camera yeah that was a great little shout out that was a great little nod from steven spielberg i loved it i loved it and that is a true story by the way that really did happen almost exactly as it was filmed and portrayed, at least according to interviews with Steven Spielberg. But yeah, I I, I can't believe I fucking forgot David Lynch's name. It, I guess I just still get nervous recording the podcast. Anyways, Mike, I apologize for interrupting. Please continue your discussion. All right, man. So what I was going to say was uh, there was a scene in this film that I absolutely loved, and uh, it was uh, Uncle Boris... And Sammy Fableman, when his uncle was talking to him in uh, Sammy's bedroom about art and family and how they were intertwined, but it was it was going to be rough on him. I thought that was an amazing scene. It was such a foreshadowing uh, for future events in his life. And I don't know, man, he could just see it like it was so I don't know truthful and i don't know adults don't usually talk to younger people like that oh dude judge hirsch kicked it out of the park with that hit it out of the park with that shit um i love that scene too because it talked to me personally uh we have talked about this many times in the past you know how you say i am not a quitter and i never quit anything especially when it's starting to crash and burn well mike what did i do for 20 years but chased after a career based in art and what did it do it eventually crashed and burned me and at the age of 42 almost 42 years old now i've never been married i don't have kids i don't have any of that shit and i don't want to make it sound dark but i do blame a lot of that on my choice of following my art instead of following my heart how's that oh oh yeah there you go dude nice nice well, it's, I know that sounds kind of fucked up, but it's kind of true. I mean, I gave up so much to just keep taking pictures, you know, and now I'm in a career where I can have all those things financially and, uh, I'm too old. So done. Well, you know, you, you, you had a good run, Matt. I did. I did. I, I'm ready to retire, Mike. So. But yeah, I absolutely loved that scene with Judd Hirsch. And that's not the first movie I've watched this year. Or, okay, it is this year because it's 2023 now. But I watched a couple films at the Prescott Film Festival with him in it. And I love that he does so much work. He's very good. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I really like that scene a lot. Another scene that was interesting to me, and I still don't really know what exactly happened. But I think that's probably why it's interesting is 
after the uh, high school uh, ditch day video or, or movie, the uh, one one uh, I I don't even know his name. I guess athletic jock guy. That's like he made look like a hero. Was that like Trevor? Yeah, that might have been it, Trevor. Uh, he like breaks down and is really upset at him. And I'm oh, still no, not exactly Logan. It was Logan. L- I Logan? just looked it okay. up. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm, I'm still not really exactly sure why. Like, what? What do you think, Matt? What? Why do you think he was so upset? Well, he explains why he was upset, and I I kind of understand it is because he made him look like this superhero kind of type person when he's really not a superhero type person, even though physically he is when it comes to athletics. And so they're putting him on like this pedestal and making him look even more grandiose. He ran the, he ran this little track thing and won. he was playing volleyball and he knows how to spike like a mofo. He's just very athletically inclined and Spielberg shot it like he was a superhero. And he's like, that's not who I am. He's like, I'm really, you know, I I don't want to say he admits that he's like an asshole, but clearly he is, you know? And I think he sees that and he's like, sure, I might be athletic and badass and all this stuff, but I'm not a good person. And why did you make me look out to be such a good person? I can't live up to that. I'm an asshole. That's what I think. Okay, man. I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it was a little bit of a question mark, a little bit of, I mean... Yeah, that was definitely interesting. <laughs> and and uh, Matt, I think this is too weird. So it has to be true that uh, the Sammy uh, uh, Fableman's character uh, has a girlfriend who's like uh, very about Jesus and all that, and and they end up being like like praying about it all the time. That that was so interesting to me because I was like, "Is what? I don't understand." Okay, I think it was more about her excuse to be able to make out with a boy as if she prayed for forgiveness before and after. Maybe I don't know. I, I yeah, but but it seems too weird to not be true, man. What what, what do you think? Do you think that was a real relationship? Uh, oh yeah, dude, definitely. I think almost the whole movie was real. You know, like uh, the scene with the jock you know getting pissed off i think was real i think i'm shooting the video for senior ditch day was real takes me back to when we shot the senior slideshow that was so funny (laughs) yeah i I thought it was weird that they had a planned event ditch day but then it wasn't really ditch day it was just them going to the beach yeah well when we had our ditch day i don't even remember what we really did but it was like all the students talked about and they just didn't go to school that day there wasn't anything cool planned out or fun or anything. Not that I remember. No, no, no. We weren't that organized. So, all right, Mike. Well, anything else you want to chat about the Fablements, or do you think you've gotten it all out? I think I got most of it out. Um, uh, you know, I didn't really realize either that, uh, I guess, Steven Spielberg's dad, uh, Paul uh, Dano, uh, or Bert Fableman, uh, uh, in the movie was so uh technical or technical oriented and they were like moving around to different like kind of tech companies before there was really you know the huge silicon valley that we know now i i don't know how true that is because i didn't look into it but it is uh it is pretty badass though if he was really like 
really on the cutting edge. That would explain a lot of why uh, Spielberg is so interested in technology and advancing his craft of filmmaking. Yeah, I don't know. I I I figure it's 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 along the same lines. Uh, maybe not exact, but I mean, I, fi- I figured that was kind of along the same lines. I will also mention Seth Rogen's character in this was very uh kind of an interesting character, but uh I I feel like he did a really great job being uh that character, the kind of a uh, uh likable like just guy around the the family a lot well yeah he was his uh you know dad's best friend who was also coincidentally banging out his mom (laughs) well i I don't think it was quite what was happening man i don't i don't know though oh dude that's what was going on that's why you know he cut all that shit together and he was like you know she keeps holding his hands and you know being affectionate on the camping trip all that stuff oh yeah there was something going on they might not have been having sex but there was something big time going on and she admits it later she admits it well yeah 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 no i mean uh like uh that that was an interesting part of the movie when he was looking back at the footage and he found all that and put it all together but i mean it's you know it was a little bit sad too because uh you know the all, all the whole fate like he he knows that it could break up the family or whatever and he doesn't know what to do with it so then he starts acting out which i thought was kind of interesting just not talking about it yeah but then his mother confronts him he shows him and then they now have a secret that they're keeping from everyone else which i wonder if that's true and i wonder if he kept it from his dad for the rest of his dad's life yeah matt speaking of that part do you think spielberg made this now after both of his parents have passed because he could without as much uh i don't know uh emotional strife i i don't know my thoughts are is that he's resented his parents divorce throughout his entire adult life they are no longer around and this is his way of healing from it but that's just my thoughts okay yeah i i didn't know uh i i think i read on uh something on the the imdbs that said you know, Spielberg had wanted to make this movie for a long time, and and they finally got a chance to sit down and write it during the pandemic, and that's what they did. But I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit more to that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a little bit more to it. I, I don't know how there couldn't be. It's so inspired by his life. You know, it's very, very personal. It's a very personal film. Let's see. I I I think that's about it, man. I think that's. Uh, I I like the filming inside the filming. I thought that was uh, well done. Okay. The filming inside the filming. Yeah. So when, when Sammy Fableman's characters filming the movies and then, you know, you got the, the real, the real movie. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It's, it's just showing Spielberg's process, man. And how he grew to be the director that he is today. Yeah. I, I really like the, uh, the soldiers when they had to move uh, from one one take to the next, like real quick, to make it look like there were more bodies. I thought that was very funny. Oh yeah, dude, that was awesome. That was great. But okay, all right, Mike, we're gonna we're gonna just move on because you're old and you need to go to bed. Okay. Yep. Moving on, Matt. Moving on, Mike. How many reels do you give the Fablemans? I'm gonna give the Fablemans four and a half reels out of five. Wow, dude, you really like this movie. I did like it, dude. Well, Mike, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but uh, you know, I 
I don't think it's Spielberg's peak. I think it's up there, though. But I give it four out of five reels. Okay. All right. That's cool, man. That's cool. Okay. All right, Mike. So for next week, it's your pick. We discussed a couple different movies. Um, we had some plans before the uh, radio show went kaput out of nowhere. Uh, Mike, did you decide what movie we're going to be chatting about in Real Film Nerds episode number 300 and I think 10? Uh, yeah, Matt. So uh, we were kind of talking about watching the movie uh, 80 for Brady, but uh, with with the uh, radio stuff going away and and figuring out how we're going to include uh, Ma Henshaw and uh, Cookie Time into uh, the podcast, I think uh, we should watch the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Knock, at, Knock at the Cabin which uh, dethroned Avatar Way of the Water as the number one box office movie this last weekend. So, Wow. All right, Mike. M. Night Shyamalan, a ding-dong. Yep. Let's see what kind of twists. How many twists, Matt? I'm just going to go out there and say five. Wow, dude, that's a lot of twists. You're, you're betting the farm on how many twists. Uh, I'm going I'm gonna to go low then. I'm going to go with one. One twist? That's so normal, Shyamalan. <laughs> uh we'll we'll see man we'll see i like that dave bautista has a big role in it and it's a serious role so we'll see how that goes then yeah yeah um i don't know it it could be terrible matt so hopefully i'm not dragging you to go to something that's going to be terrible well we'll find out mike next week for real film Nerds podcast number 310 knock at the cabin Let's do it. All right, dude. Let's do it. Um, I guess with that, Matt, uh, see the, just remind the listeners of the giveaway. Just go ahead and uh, email uh, Matt or uh, Mike at the Real Film Nerds uh, and uh, about just the giveaway and it's the movie's Little Dixie, and there's no uh, questions or trivia or anything. You can just. Uh, email us and then we'll put your name in the hat. In the hat. Okay, so now I got to buy a hat. Got it. Now you got to buy a hat. I think I think that's 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 all the stuff left, right, man? We we wrapping this thing up? Uh, uh sure, Mike. Uh, sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, go out there and watch a movie at the theater uh, or, I guess, stream it if you have to. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you in the next pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. We'll be right back.